What is going on, Raiders? I'm see back in for another episode of Fut Live today with Felix, aka probably not top 100 or top 100. I don't really know what Xbox is anymore. But yes, we're going to start off right there. Not even going to get into the intro at all. He went 29 and 1 this weekend. So, Felix, congrats. How are you doing? Um, and yeah, walk us through it. Uh, hello. Thanks, <laughs> first off. Um, I think it is going to be top 100, by the way, because um, I'm on 29 and 1, 29 wins with. Um, 2,305 skill rating points, which would have got me 99th in the world last weekend. And obviously last weekend we had an extended weekend league, so more people played, spread out their games better. And uh, this weekend we had an event taking place as well as qualifiers that I did not take part in, by the way, because I couldn't be bothered, if I'm honest. Um, so I think it is going to be enough, actually, which I'm super happy with. But even if it isn't, the, the main thing for me was just getting back to Elite 1 after bang on three full months of absence basically i'm I'm just happy to be back uh played well had lucky matchmaking this weekend i'd say i didn't play my usual two pros or multiple verified players this time around so that helped there's still a couple of tough matchups and I, I made it harder than it than it needed to be in in a lot of the games um because I was a bit nervous towards the end. I played uh, my first ten games on on stream then six games Saturday on stream and today. I didn't stream my games because I was ju- I was just fed up of letting myself down and ending up disappointed after the weekend. So, I, yeah, I found it difficult to focus on stream to fully focus. So I played off stream today to give myself the best chance as possible. If that makes mm. sense. Were you sixteen zero after the stream? I was fourteen and zero, and then I took the first loss. Okay. And, uh, I remember that, that was the, that was the yeah that, but... that was that was the first game on stream was the loss, and then I went to nineteen and one, and obviously. Yeah. Well, didn't lose after that one. And it was mm. a terrible loss as well. Fucking hell, man. I'm I'm actually annoyed because that was a 30 you know, weekend that was. He scored three kickoff goals in, in the game I lost. Took it to extra time at two all when it just should not have gone to extra time. And then sadly I lost. But, well, I can't really be too angry, to be honest. 29 is amazing. It's a new personal best for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm super happy with that. Finally, not letting myself down and playing up to my ability to what i can do yeah that's awesome and then does that give you just before you get into like tactics and stuff like that is that more inspiration i know we've been kind of talking about the past couple weeks finding it hard to get inspired to play fifa is that inspired you kind of to get back on the grind and actually because like i know you in the past few weekends you've missed or i know you said you've bang on missed elite one but also there's i know there's a weekend thrown in there where you just didn't finish your games too yeah that was um when was that actually when that was it that was doing yeah during team of the year that was Oh, really? I was busy grinding packs all reason, the time. But yeah, about um, a month basically. Yeah. Yeah, but does that make you more inspired to like keep playing the game and play during the week more or no? Probably not play during the week more because, um, well, the people listening might not know this. You guys might might not know. Um, I did this. Rob knows. I bought a Nintendo Switch last Saturday. Uh, well, I might have said on the podcast, didn't it? I think uh, we, yeah, you had just bought it right before we recorded last week. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I bought it. Well, basically, I bought a Switch with Mario Kart and Pokemon Shield. And I've been playing only that the entire week. I've not been on FIFA once before Friday. I just logged in on the web app and stuff to do some SBCs. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I didn't switch on like the console and, and played games or something. I just took some time off FIFA gameplay. And I think it helped. I've, I've been playing really well the last two weekends as well, to be fair. I feel like I'm, I'm through this, this rough patch I was in. I um, managed to identify a couple of issues I had in my gameplay and kind of fixed them for the most part um still a lot of work to do i I, like obviously i'm 
not the best player in the world. So that there's always room to improve. And even if I was the best player in the world, I could still have something to work on. Because you you never play perfectly, do you? So there's always something to improve. But um, I'm probably not going to play that much during the week. Maybe I'll play a draft this week. I don't know. Well, next week I'm still working, but the week after that I'm off for a week. So I might play a couple of drafts there. But I'm, I think I'm mostly going to play a bit of Pokemon and, and Mario mm. Kart and all that stuff and just chill. Yep. And uh, play FIFA on the weekend then, yeah. I feel like I've been the opposite. I've been during the week playing FIFA uh, and then on the weekends playing like other games because I think it's just more about the other games I'm playing are kind of co-op games where like Pokemon you can kind of play by yourself. Um, yeah, and well, you, you also night, but... probably uh, have a social life, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> not this weekend, not really. Uh, well, you, you do have a girlfriend weekend. though. So that, I do, that yeah, yeah. Counts, yeah, which, we hung, yeah. That's why we, yeah, we, I, I didn't really play it. a lot of stuff yesterday. Um, but yeah, so... I've been playing more during the week and trying to do some of the objectives that have come out because I've been really liking the objectives for future stars um, like Daniel James, Odegaard and stuff like that. Like, again, we can always, there's always going to be the complaints that this year I'm just kind of sucking it up that it's in squad battles and rivals. So it's like either boring or fucking difficult and frustrating and you don't, you don't care. So it's like you either get boring squad battles, which is whatever I can play them. Uh, Like I said, uh, I've said this a few times in the podcast from FIFA 15 through early 17, I only had played offline. Um, just because I was at college, um, and there was no internet really, so <laughs> there there was. It was just hard. You couldn't play a game online. Essentially, there was just no chance. So I was kind of just an offline player. That was before squad battles. So I feel like if I was back then, I'd be top 100 squad battles every week. Um, but yeah, so I've been really liking the objectives. Uh, it's been fun. Daniel James has been fun to grind and squad battles occasionally. Um, and as I've said before, I do share the account. So we've been able to split some of the objectives up and we're almost done all of them. So I uh, haven't touched Ocean, o- Victor or whatever his name is yet, but we'll do that next. Um, so that's been why I've been playing during the week. But yeah, before we go any further and talking about future stars, do you want to give the team and the tactics for your 29-1? I'm sure people would love to hear uh, what you got and what to work towards. All right. So I'll start with the team because um, I think that helps understand the tactics that I've got in place. Um, my team consists of. I start in a four-five-one for chemistry, right? I don't play that in game. Um, I've got team of the year Alison in goal. I packed him untradeable during team of the year. Then I've my back four is Cancelo, baby Ferdinand, who I got from the Icon SBC, um, regular Virgil Van Dijk, and team of the year Robertson, who is untradeable as well. Um, then I've got in the central centre mid spot. Um, I've got Kante. Then the midfield from from right to left, I suppose, the four attackers there. It's team of the year Mane, tradable, I bought him. We've got 90 Rude Hullet, um, regular Mbappe and regular Neymar. And up front on 8 chem is team of the year Cristiano Ronaldo. By the way, he is hard carry FC, honestly, man. By a country mile, in my opinion, the best card in the game. Um, yeah, as, as for the tactics... Um, let me just open them because I, I think I know them by heart, but I, I just want to make sure I'm not uh, talking out my ass and just lying to people without wanting to. While you're while you're looking up, by the way, if you do want to watch the stream, uh, we are stream, live streaming um, the podcast. If you ever want to catch it live, I have the team up so we can kind of show it on stream as we're going through. Do you say Neymar at right mid, by the way? Uh, left mid. Mane is uh, right mid. Neymar is left mid. Ah, I okay. want Neymar on ten game. Yep. yep. And then just do you want to like? Uh, 
talk about chem styles as well if people are interested in that yeah i, th I think so because i think i i think in prior years it was like always the same three or four chem styles but i feel like this year i've seen more chem style use i don't know about you if you've seen that i mean again it's it's defensively it's always there's only two choices really and then on the attack there's really two choices but i think that i think it'd be helpful especially for some of the wide cams and stuff like that yeah that's where you have most variety to be fair um so goalkeeper basic as you would might well three out of the four defenders are on a shadow chem style except for robertson who i've got an anchor on um yeah because basically i feel like that's enough pace wise the other guys i want the pace on rather than the physicality i've got an engine on kante interestingly enough even though he's my more defensive uh midfielder with him and hulit um playing in the center so i've got an engine on him because i I want him just to be able to play better passes, have a bit of better dribbling, because his ball control and dribbling isn't the greatest. He's got fantastic balance and agility, but I just want him to be a bit better on on the ball when he's got it in terms of like close control and that stuff. Um, gives him a nice little pace boost as well, with five in acceleration and sprint speed, so I've got that. Defending is fine, I think. Don't really need too much boosting there. Um, I've got Mane with a Hawk, just to max out his pace and shot power, and then give him a little bit of extra strength as well. He doesn't really need any dribbling or, or passing and all that stuff. Um, Rude Hullet is on a Shadow. We've got Mbappe on a Marksman. Funnily enough, I, I used to have Mbappe for the longest time in my team, um, and used to rock a Sniper on him. And then I sold him to get Team of the Year Mane in, and I bought him back when I brought in Team of the Year Ronaldo and got rid of Pele. Um, and he just had a marksman on and I forgot to change and he's been fine so I just left it and then we've got Neymar on a Deadeye and Cristiano Ronaldo with an engine chem style um, hold on custom tactics right so I start off in the 4-5-1 obviously but that's not what I, what I play in game um, my first setup that I that, that is like my go-to the, the one I play the most the one I start every game with from kickoff, it's what I changed to is the four-two-three-one narrow, um, where we've got Hullet playing the left CDM, and my three wide, like my three cams are from left to right: Mbappe, Neymar, and Mane. Instructions-wise, I've got um, the centre backs on default, the full backs both on stay back and overlap, because when when I attack with them, I want them to stay wide and like help me spread the play, because I think that is quite important with. The state of the defensive meta, let's just call it that. Um, yeah, I've got them on stay back and overlap. Both CDMs are on cut passing lanes, stay back while attacking and cover center. My three cams I don't touch, they're on the default instructions. And my striker is on getting behind and stay forward. So nothing out of the ordinary um, for the 4 2 3 one. That's pretty basic. Then I've got, um, when I'm struggling to create, uh, or when I'm playing against someone who's playing a 4-4-2, for example, or a 4-1-2-1-2 wide, which are formations that I've been struggling against with a 4-2-3-1, I play a 4-4-2, which is also excellent to try and spread the, what's it called, overload ball side. It's pretty strong against that. Uh, oh, wait, I forgot, I forgot. Um, for the 4-2-3-1, um, sorry about the confusion, back to the 4-2-3-1 in terms of the actual custom tactics. I play pressure on heavy touch, 4-width, 3-depth, balanced attacking, 5-width, 7 players in the box, and 3 on both set pieces. It is the same for the first 4-4-2 setup as well, so nothing changes there. Um, 
is is set up very similarly to um, the four two three one, except for the wide players and the the strikers. I've got Ronaldo right striker, Mane left striker, Mbappe left mid, and Neymar right mid. Pulitz playing the left centre mid, and Kante on the right side. Defence stays the same. I've got the same instructions on the defence, so default on the centre backs and uh, stay back and overlap on the full backs. Then my like Kante, the right uh, centre mid, is on stay back while attacking and cover centre. Hullet is on cover centre and balanced attack because I actually want him to get forward, get into the box a bit, get me those extra numbers forward, which is quite important actually because he, he makes quite a few good runs and gives you a passing option in the box to create some chances. So uh, I find the balanced on one of the centre mids really helpful there. My wide mids are just on stay wide. I don't touch the rest. I just want them to stay wide so I can spread the play and uh, you know get some width in there, break down the people that clog the centre. And you get you get quite nice overlapping runs as well when you've got the ball with your strikers or your centre mids. You just shift it across your your wide mids essentially make those runs to the inside from the wide position is quite strong. Um, really enjoy that. Then Mane is on false nine and stay forward at striker and Ronaldo is on getting behind and stay forward. So that is my four four two. Then I've got another four four two which is a bit more for pressing. Uh, let me check if I've got any different instructions. Yeah, the, the only thing that's different here is that both my CMs are on aggressive interceptions instead of the normal ones. The rest is the same on them. Let me check the wide mids. Yeah, that's the same. And I've got both my fullbacks on balanced attack. So they get forward a bit more. I use this setup to like press when I need a goal um, late in the game. Which is why I've got, as my defensive style, press after possession loss as well. With 6 width and 8 depth. Balanced attacking style. 5 width in attack. 8 players in the box and 3 on the set pieces. And that is honestly really strong to try and get back into the game when I'm when I'm 2 goals behind or something. It's helped me massively. Not only this weekend, but last weekend as well. I've been switching more to it when I, when I was struggling. I've been switching to it a bit earlier. People seem to struggle with it because I've got more numbers forward. I'm, I'm pressing higher. I'm more aggressive, and people find that hard to deal with. Um, I, I don't want to play it all game because it is is very risky. You get caught out on the on the counter attacks if you're not careful. But uh, yeah, that that's been really good. And my formation to close out the game in the last ten minutes to to essentially park the bus when I'm just one or two goals up and not feeling that comfortable, and I don't want to concede again. Is the four two three one wide? With um, essentially the same shape as the 4-2-3-1 narrow where I've got Mbappe and Mane in the wide positions, Neymar central, Cam and uh, Ronaldo up front. Instructions, I think I've got stay forward and getting behind on my striker. I'll just start up front because I started there. Like, what's the difference? Then I've got comeback on defense on all of my uh, midfielders, like the wide mids and the Cam. I've got stay wide on the wide mids as well. I've got cut passing lanes, stay back while attacking, and cover center on both CDMs again. And the old stay back and overlap on the fullbacks and the center backs that don't touch. Uh, as for the custom tactics, I use drop back. Um, you know, I, I would just like to say, like, as a disclaimer, this is not my main game style, right? This is just for the last 10 minutes. I don't usually play drop back and all that stuff because I just don't enjoy it. But I also really don't enjoy losing. So I employ these tactics very late in the game. Uh, drop back, four width, two depth, 
um, possession as an attacking game style, six width and three players in the box, one on both set pieces, just because I want the numbers back. I'm trying to defend, I'm trying to hold out. Um, that's what I use. Yeah, when I'm like one or two goals up and my opponent's pressing high, trying to get back into the game and it's it's not done and dusted yet, I switch to this and yeah, try and sweat it out. Those are my tactics, essentially. And I think that's important is being able to find formations for different parts of the game, whether you go down um, and need a goal late, whether you, <clears throat> like you said, 4-4-2 at some points, 4-2-3-1, uh, and then 4-2-3-1 wide to close it down. I think that's something where if I start like playing weekly league again, that's where I'm going to really look to improve because I'm very much, uh, I have my formation, I want to play it, and, and I kind of just force it down the throat of my opponent, whether it fits or not. So... Um, that's kind of been my biggest issue is that I, I, I tend to just stick with the same formation. I think that's where the biggest improvement can be is learning when to switch formations, when to, or even if you're switching the same form or sticking the same formation, like you said, you have two four, versions of the four four two. Um, I think that's important to know what tactics can do what, and 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 if if a game's going a certain way, how how to um, switch up the play with the team you have and still be effective. I think that's that that could be like one of the biggest takeaways for um, anyone listening. Yeah, um, I've I've seen a lot of people play the four one two and two narrow recently, but um, I'm I'm not the biggest fan because it's quite easy to defend in the center. Everyone's just going to switch on overload ball side, and you can't break through. And then you need super attacking fullbacks to try and help you, and it's just too vulnerable on the counter. And I don't know, I, I don't like the lack of width in attack. Essentially, is why I don't like that formation that much. Um, four triple two is one that is popular as well. But it's a little bit too similar to the four-two-three-one in terms of the shape of the midfield. You've just got your cam in the striker spot, essentially. And I don't like both strikers on getting behind, so I would put one on false nine, which would make it all too similar. So I prefer the four-four-two there because the flat midfield four with the extra width is actually really, really strong. I think that is the biggest difference this one has. Is you've got two strikers, um, even though one is on false nine, so he kind of drifts everywhere. And the the flat wide four, I think. Those are the key parts to this formation. If you can make that work, yeah, mm. you, you'll be looking good. I uh, so if you have sixteen and a half million coins, that is the team to build, um, obviously. Uh, but no. So while you were talking, I kind of tried to budgetize it a little bit more. Um, I got down to about five million. It's really just the regular version of all your team of the year cards, except Robertson. I left team of the year because I think if it wasn't for if if you didn't use this team of the year, you probably want a. Uh, different left back than regular Robertson because I think he wouldn't be good enough. So I left his team of the year in there. Plus it's really what, I mean, it's team of the year Robertson's 800 K. So it's like, I got down to 5 million. So if you have 5 million, this, I, and then the only thing else I switched was I put Vandersar in net instead of team of the year, Allison. And that is only because you can get Vandersar through icon swaps relatively easy. He's the, yeah, yeah. Like one of the easiest ones to get. So figure if anyone out there is listening and wants to build a similar team, and you've also uh, got to go the... buy team of the year, Allison, you can, you can switch Vandersar in for free, essentially, if you can do the icon swaps. Yeah. You've got regular Ronaldo and regular Mane in there as well. Yeah. And uh, Rijkaard instead of Hullet. Yes. So what, what, I, what I used to do um, before I had the, uh, this, the, like the superstars in this team, the team of the year attackers and the, the Hullet, I used to have, right at the start, I had the midfield of Kante, um, Pogba, but I didn't really like Pogba, so I put De Bruyne there. After some time, played De Bruyne CDM actually got 28 wins with him. That was quite nice. Um, regular Ronaldo, yeah. I had regular Mane for some uh, time as well. I had um, the baby Nedved for a weekend. Then I, I bought um, baby Pele relatively early on, so that was already a massive price point. So if you want to 
if you want to just put the normal mana there, he's going to do a job. Mm-hmm. Plus and, the info um, for 600k yeah. too, which and is I had, significantly um, cheaper. I didn't have Ferdinand, I just packed him from an SBC. I had um, Van Dyke, Varan, and uh, Falan Mendy in defense. Mm-hmm. I think I got it to perfect chem except for the for the left mid who was who was starting at right mid. I got everyone on perfect chem except for that. And you could make that Varan Mendy switch if you did um the Futmus Mendy, which a lot of people I know a lot of people did out there. So if you do have him, yeah, you could I'll usually make well. that switch. And that actually saves you eight hundred K from Robertson, which you could then put towards um maybe improving the attack somewhere. Wait, Robertson so. is eight hundred K? Yeah. Fucking hell, I didn't think it was that expensive to be I think honest. it's just as a link to everyone using Van Dyke, but um that is crazy. I thought he was like 600, maybe. Fair play. Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot. But so, yeah, it would still work out. And then, like you said, you have Conte there, so he still gets all the links. Um, and then, Mon- yeah, everyone gets the same links. If you, so, if you switch Mendy, to, if you switch Robertson for Mendy, then bring in Varane and then have Vandersar in net, yeah. you can keep Van Dyke <coughs> and such. So, you, there, and that, that now we've got down to like 3 million. Um, so, there is there's some budget, more budget options. Obviously, if you're using the budget option, you're not going to get the same performance as the team of the year attackers. But that's just I wanted to, I wanted to show a way to um, build it for all kind of different budgets. And then if you if you're under four million, like you are only like two million, then you're just building a completely separate team and just stick with what you have at that point. But uh, I was just a different way, and because Mendy I know is a popular SPC that was done. He's very very good too, and can play both left and right back very comfortably. Um, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's one of the only players that keeps rigging my team of the year attackers. Like if, if I'm trying to break with Mane on the wing, Mendy just always bullies him. I'm trying to stay away from that Mendy card as much as possible because he's just that strong mm-hmm. in all of the areas. Like he's got the perfect pace. He's got fantastic physicals, really good defending. And he's very good at dribbling as well, which I always like in my fullbacks if, is when they're able to dribble because I like to use them as an outlet, as a passing outlet, um, as a player that carries the ball forward. Um, play some decent passes down the wing. So I, I use my fullbacks quite a lot in my build-up play. One card that I forgot about, like, um, on my bench that I've been really enjoying this weekend, um, everyone's got Kent, obviously. Everyone knows about him, but at this point, I did the, the Kubo SBC and subbed him on quite a few times, and he's actually brilliant. The only problem he has, like, the only thing I really don't like about this card is the lack of composure, because he takes quite a few bad touches when he's when he's under pressure. Um, outside of that, though, he's amazing. And I've I've actually got much better stats on him. In eight games, this Kubo has got three goals and two assists. And I've subbed on Kent 36 times and he's got one goal and two assists. So already Kubo has outdone him. And that Kent is is OP as hell, man. I'm telling you, every time he comes on, is trouble. I, uh, I, yeah, I, there's a lot of... there's a, As of uh, a couple of weeks ago, there's they've been a huge influx. And... Um, What's it called? Good super subs with, like you said, Kent, um, and so and so on. Uh, I just quickly, I'm um, sure, built my team that I'm thinking of going with. The only thing I want to do is change the attack, um, but it'd be a four and two and two narrow in game. I know you didn't said you didn't like it as much, but uh, it just kind of fits the team. Uh, but we have Davies, we have Mendy, and we have Zanetti, so we kind of have a bunch of wing backs. So I kind of want to move Zanetti into CDM. Uh, so I ha- so I start off as a five three two, Le- Davies left wing back. Uh, Kabak, the one we were just uh, t- we were talking about before stream. I don't know how to pronounce it. Kabak sounds looks like yeah, yeah Kabak center back. Uh, Vandersar net left back. Mendy at center back on that's to start the chem, uh, and then Varane and then Zanetti right back, and then McKinney Diego Costa flashback because we have him and he fits the chem, and then Fatmas <laughs> Vidal 
because I actually like that Vidal card as a center mid. Um, and then I want to try Danny Olmo, the new Leipzig. Go away from me, Satan. <laughs> yeah, it's a Leipzig player, so he's going to freak out. Um, but he is Spanish, uh, Bundesliga, and he, his card actually looks pretty good, to be fair, at Cam. So uh, we'll on try him. Uh, I don't know what his in-games are, but... And then the only thing is that's the only other player that fits there is, like, Scream Ass Pass. So the only thing I would honestly switch is the attack. Um, but it looks fun. It looks like a fun team to use, and we utilize all our <laughs> wingbacks. So that You've was it. I want to there. There, yeah. But th- it's been a thing since, like, what? Back FIFA 16, when fullbacks always used to be such well-rounded good cards that you could just throw them anywhere. You could play them in the midfield, you could play them centre-back, you could play them full-back. Remember that uh, FIFA 17 team of the year, uh, team of the season, Marcos Alonso? Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. You could literally play him centre-mid, CDM, centre-back, left-back, right-back. He he could do a job anywhere. And it's been the same every year, with especially with the team of the season and team of the year cards. Yeah. That full-back, just because of the way the full-backs are used in, in today's game, like the real-life yeah, like like Kimmich, Kimmich, Kimmich is a perfect example in real life. He is he play he's Bayern want him to play CDM, but he does a job at right back. I just had a hiccup mid sentence <laughs> oh. filled in for you. That, that um, was yeah, but, but it's yeah, just the way they are. They're, they're used in such a in such a versatile way because they have to defend and attack at the same time. That uh, it translates into FIFA, and you can basically play them anywhere. Mm-hmm. And Zanetti great, just looks like a beautiful CDM. Uh, I have the prime one, so the ninety two. Uh, got that from the icon swaps early on in the year. Yeah, he, he looks like a strong CDM. So you, I, I'm Kenny assuming, I'm I'm assuming you're playing uh, Zanetti as CDM or centre mid then, and uh, Mendy right back. Yes, Mendy would be right back, Davies left back, um, and then Zanetti in the midfield, either centre, because uh, either McKinney. Either, I would have to. I haven't, like I said, I haven't actually tried the team yet. I'm, I'm just building it now um, because I've been doing all the objectives, as I said from the start. Um, so when I actually go to do like weekend league and rivals and and, and see if I could play it, I'm going to try something like this and then. Uh, see how, if McKenney can go, do a job going forward because he has just like way better shooting. Uh, so I think that if he does happen to get to that opportunity, I'd rather McKenney there than Zanetti. I mean, it's a center mid at the end of the day, so yeah. they're really not going to us too much, but just if in case. Um, but then again, if if McKenney kind of because he's a future star, there's always that chance he kind of feels like a bust because his regular card's kind of low. Um, <laughs> I've so if he does it, like that, then he can go CDM fine. I've done the McKenney SPC as well because I like Schalke, so yeah. I, I kind of had to. I've not used him though. Like I, I don't like his stats enough where I want to sub him on anywhere, mm-hmm. and I usually don't make subs in the centre mid or CDM spot. Yeah, exactly. For your team, it doesn't make much sense, but yeah. uh, I think he does, he's been, he does he's look fun. like an ice card though. Yeah. I would love you to try to link him up with another American at some point too. Like I had, I had, I had a hybrid with Polisic, but he just doesn't have a good enough card yet. If he gets like a better yeah, left wing fair. card, he could be he'd be kind of fun to try to link up with. You could yeah. play Davies in the midfield as well. Yes, definitely could. Like I was that, thinking even like awesome. as if I switch like a four four two, uh Zanetti right back, Mendy left back, and then Davies left mid would be would be solid too with the four star four star right. So yeah, but yeah, so nice. he changed up a little bit. That, so that's actually probably good enough. Um translation is just future stars in general. I think we're going a little bit out of order here, but we've talked about enough of these future star cards as well. Um team two has come out. <clears throat> We've had more SBCs actually. As just before we started, um, they released the Barella SBC from Inter, um, and I know people loved. He had a second inform, I believe, already. So people love that card. So I assume people, a lot of people, want to do it. It's about two hundred k, I think, and one hundred ninety k, which at this point is pretty bang on for SBCs. It's not too bad. It's just whether you want the untradable cards. Um, and as we said, it's the untradable 
packs that you get out of the SBC that really kind of feels like you're wasting coins more than anything. So, but he looks like a good card. He has very low strength, so you kind of have to play him center mid, really. And he doesn't have enough going forward to be a cam. So he has yeah, a I, 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 I wouldn't want to play him. Uh, well, it depends. As a defensive center mid, he could work. It's just the 72 finishing is not ideal. But I like I play Kante as a center mid in the 4-4-2 as well, so Barella would be great. Yeah, something like that. I was thinking a 4-4-2 or... If you are a four-three-three user, one of the center mid spots in that that formation would be good for him as well. I just don't like the price point. If I'm honest, two hundred k for this SBC. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's not terrible, but yeah, I don't even remember what the packs back are. I'm just gonna. But it, like I said, if if I don't, you know, are they the untradeable packs too? Yeah, it's 195k. So right where we're thinking 200k. Um, but yeah, it's a premium gold players and a small rare gold players pack. Just kind of upsetting. Um, in my opinion, the packs that you get back from it. So, and, and with them potentially being untradeable, like I said, I haven't gone on to the console to see, but, and that's where it would tell me, uh, but just kind of frustrating. Uh, but going, moving on, I kind of mentioned before Victor, we got him as a objective card. He has the player of the month and a lot of people didn't like that, but I believe this one did get the boost to four star, four star. Uh, uh the, so. the, the, like the highest rated Osiman card. Yes. Yeah, he he is four star, four star. So that might, and then he obviously is better than his eighty three, um, player of the month. So I assume, I assume the eighty eight's pretty decent. Has some good stats. Might be worth grinding. I'm gonna try at least. Probably stick a hunter on him to get the acceleration up. Get a nice mm -hmm. shooting boost. Yep. Uh, it doesn't. He doesn't need physicals. His dribbling is really good as well. You you could argue uh, a sniper would be better for him, and uh, a sniper would definitely be good for him. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a nice card man i like it i just can't be bothered to grind if i'm honest <laughs> yeah and like at that point with the uh what's called with your um team you have what's what's really the point yeah, yeah. Uh, you he, have any of some super subs that you don't need to grind for essentially like kenton and so on uh, i Kuba. used to do it last year though last year i played for most of the objectives card cards there were but the difference is this year i feel like the amount of effort you have to put in for the cards is way, way more than last year. Because last year you didn't have those multi-layered objectives, if that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You had... Um, it was weekly. Um, I, I don't actually remember the, the objective system, but you just had to like assist in five rivals' wins with Spanish defenders or whatever, which was a bit of pain in the bum. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But it's just way less extensive than what you have to do this year in Rivals to get these cards. So yeah. I, I, just, I just did it, and it wasn't that hard. And um, th there was like a squad battles objective that you had to do for some. I love the ones that they put in online singles, where you had to use a full MLS team for the Joseph Martinez card, for example. I did that. Or like all the objectives they put in, in online singles where you had to use a full silver team. I loved those. It was amazing, man. Because I had a, a, a weird little Japanese silver side. With some quite good players, actually. I had a Kubo's Silver Inform card, who was an absolute beast in that team. So I had fun with that, and I hope they, they bring back these a bit more random, easier kind of objectives that, that are just a bit more chill in online singles as well. Because it's open matchmaking. You're not going to have to sweat your ass off all the time. You might come up against a player that's better than you, that's at your level. But, you know, it's just random, which I like. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you I think I, I th like we kind of talked about this a little bit last week with these objectives. Um, given what they are and that they kind of improve over and over again, it's not bad having to do this many games to get them um, because you're not like you're just, the one you were talking about last year is like you just get one card out of the end of it. So yeah, yeah. Um, it just 
I think the Oshaman card, uh, Osaman, whatever uh, card that that kind of seems we as we were talking about before the the final Odegaard card just doesn't seem that good as in a whole. Um, so is it really worth getting at the end, James? I it's actually been kind of cool because so obviously if you guys haven't played the way the objectives work is you start off with like a lower card and you have to use that card to get the next version, and then use that version to get the next version. Um, and this has been really cool to see. It's just been in squad bottles, but the Daniel James card. His first two versions, so the 75, I believe, and the 80 striker. So the 75 left mid, the 80 striker are woeful. I mean, they yeah, and, terrible. And, and that and it's weird because that's the easiest difficulty you can play on. So you can play on any difficulty, I believe, to use those two cards. Or maybe you have to use semi-pro. I was playing on semi-pro just because it was I amateur just is too boring. <laughs> and then semi-pro <laughs> is like you can you'll still score a ton, but at least you have to try to score. You can't just like walk into the net. Um, they, I mean, he was missing sitters, uh, against semi-pro defense. So, uh, I, and then I got the 82 recently and was using that and you have to play against world-class and then legendary as well. Um, and he is just, he's absolutely incredible. Uh, so I, am very excited to try the 86. I think he'll be a very good super sub. Um, but again, it, at the end of the day, he's probably just a super sub with his Welsh links, but I guess if you have Greenwood, um, and then uh, getting a free James isn't the end of the world. Cause then you get the strong link there. So if you do have Greenwood in your team, it may be worth it. Uh, but yeah, I, I can, I, it's been cool to see the improvement throughout with this, the thing with Odegaard is I haven't really felt him improving as I've been moving up with him. Um, have you got the highest rated card of him? Odegaard? No, I'm one, uh, I'm the card oh, below yeah. it. Um, and then just cause I have to do rivals for the last piece of it. And I just haven't really jumped in. I'm going to try to do that today after we finish recording. I'm going to finish up James first cause I only have a few games left with him. Um, and then jump into finishing Odegaard and then Victor would be the one after that. Uh, cause we have till the end of the season, I believe to finish those, uh, which is really yeah, good. I do it. like that. They made that. It's not just while the promo's out. It's for the rest of the season, which is You've cool. got like an entire month, I believe. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah, like 30 ish days left or maybe now 20. Yeah, that, that's all right. That is plenty. So I think I'm very happy they did it that way. Um, but is there any other card in future star season two or team two that you, uh, uh, looking at, like not maybe to get in your team, but just would like to try at some point in the, the rest of the cycle. Uh, um, Holland, obviously the popular one at 3 million coins for a, that price is, <laughs> it's well, insane. I don't know what people are thinking. This is not a 2 million. This is not a 3 million. 2.8 card. now he's dropped, this but is, this is not a 2 million card. Like what is going on? He's three star, three star, 82 agility, 81 balance. Not the worst to be mm. fair, but he's, he's just still going to be an absolute truck. He's just not worth that much, especially with a three star, three star. He, you literally paying half the coins just for the hype around him. Because he's been, you know, hyped up signing, doing well in the Bundesliga for the most part. But like three million for that card? Are you on like smoking crack or something? That is mental. The, the rest of his stats, like, don't get me wrong, he looks really good. Like, he's got great pace, fantastic shooting. The physicals are fantastic. Outside of the agility and balance, his dribbling is incredible. And like the three star, three star is such a major turn off for me. Like, yeah, that's what I say. You can't, you can't give me a three star, three star any position and tell me to pay two point eight million. There's just no yeah. chance. Like, uh, even if you're not like, I mean, I guess obviously three star, three star center back. Uh, that's a different story. Like, a uh, team of the year Van Dyke. Um, but like as an attacker, you cannot get three star, three star, and be two point eight million coins. As much hype as he has, it's not even like he's like a ninety two that could potentially become a ninety five at the end of the season. Like if he gets a team of the season, it's ninety two mm. set. Um, so I expect him to drop very quickly uh, after the promo's kind of done um, and settled. I, I, because... I don't know. Like when, when he gets um, more informs team of the seasons, which at least that the informs are inevitable in my opinion. He's going to get a once to watch as well if mm -hmm. they don't. Complete 
cancel that promo, which I wouldn't be too sad about, to be honest, because the winter ones to watch are just not that not that interesting. Mostly. It got a little bit more exciting at the end, but it's still not a ton of good cards, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's just going to drop in price. I can't see him maintaining that price point. He's just way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a couple of very decent cards in there, though. That uh, Palacios sentiment from the Bundesliga, he looks quite nice. He was one, too, when he was released. I was like, oh, Holot Club, but it's all like very low Holot Club. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, he's not that good. He like Just looking at it, he didn't really look that good. Um, and you go to his in-games, my God, they're, they're, they're very well um, Yeah, he's got structured. fantastic stamina. His dribbling is very well-rounded, mm-hmm. good defending. Good, like, shooting in the right areas is all right. Like, for a box-to-box or a CDM, he's going to be great. And he's mm-hmm. got, um, what's his work, work rates? High, high with four-star, four-star. That's a good card. I like the look of that. Argentinian's not a bad nation. Obviously, Bundesliga, yeah. some people don't like. But if I if I might, like, just have that defense I was talking about before, if you guys were at the beginning, uh, listen, beginning, my defense, keep that defense, and then kind of, it's, everyone's on full chemistry, so I could just go full Bundesliga at the top too. Um, so I'm thinking Palacios, if I, especially four one two and two. I mean Zanetti, Palacios, and McKinney would be a boss midfield. Uh, would and then having just a good attack would be, and maybe try that Danny Olmo again. Feel like you can puke if you want, but uh, trying him, he he looks very good at camp. So then just getting some Bundesliga strikers like Headliner Lua or something like that would be would be a dream at the end towards the end of the season. Um. But yeah, speaking of which, that Danny Olmo does look good. He's got 96 balance, 86 agility, 92 stamina out of cam. Very good. Um, pretty good shooting. Finishing would need to be boosted a little bit, um, but solid passing for a cam. But yeah, just overall looks pretty solid. And he's only 200. Both of those cards, but 250K, just under 200, 250K. So not expensive. Um, not as hyped as maybe like a Valverde or something like that, um, who is almost a million coins. So. Um. Yeah, where was it? Oh, yeah, we're looking at different cars as well. Yeah, uh, which that, Valverde uh, does look insane, but he's yeah, that Valverde, I mean, he's not like that much better than uh Palacios, and he's an extra yeah, yeah. 600k essentially. Be- better links as well. Is he strong links? Mendy, Rodrigo, Varane, yeah. Hazard. It's just the extra links he's got that make him that much more expensive. He's got worse work rates to be fair. Medium, medium, three star, three star. He's got more height, I believe. What, how tall is that Martinez car? Let me look again. Yeah, the Martinez is 5'10", uh, Valverde is 6 foot. No, that makes the biggest of differences. But he's got a very nice card as well. Um, that Lautaro Martinez. Absolutely insane. Looks bonkers as well. Yeah. I've heard a lot of bad things about him. Like, I think Kurt was using him this weekend and he sold him again because he just didn't get on with him. Hmm. Interesting. Because I know people liked his like special cards before that too, so I'm surprised he's won. Uh, one thing I saw before we started the podcast was, I think it was... Uh, I forget who it was, but they're talking about... Um, the center backs in team two. Um, so you obviously have Tamori and Kara, 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 Kara. They were saying how good Kara was and he's only 60 K. He actually has very decent stats for 60 K. Um, I guess obviously cause Ligon isn't super used in defense. Was he not like borderline extinct earlier today or yesterday or something? Was that he 300 K really? Did he drop that much? I, I th- well, I saw people talk about him on, on Twitter that it was super expensive at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe that well. It it looks like they were just trolling. I, I didn't. He does have low it. strength, uh, so maybe you would need to force an anchor on there. But I mean, with a shadow, he does look insane. If you don't mind the strength, I mean, the strength can get to an eighty-four with an anchor. But just for like six, I mean, again, he's not as good as as Tamori, obviously. Um, but for sixty k versus Tamori is what like uh eight hundred k, I'd assume six hundred fifty k. So he has dropped he a little bit, but nice. still, um, Tamori is definitely the better center back. But to save six hundred k is uh. 
is is f- pretty fair. Stats wise, I think the road to the final Edda Militao is somewhat comparable. But like we all know how rigged Militao is. He's unreal on this yeah. game. He's just yes. got the better links again, the upgrade potential. And mm-hmm. overall he, he is a better card, to be fair. He is the better card out of the two. Yes. But like I said, is he six hundred K better? Yeah, 60k for that for that card, I think, is quite cheap. It's just the links, because French League, not the best. German, not necessarily ideal, if we're being honest. It's, no, it's I guess if you have Neuer or something yeah, like that, he's, or, or he's, a, he's a German icon. There's a few German icons you could link as well. Yeah, the, the French League just lacks fullback, so you can strong link him too. So you'd have to put like Neuer in it, an icon in, in uh, the defense, and then get him a strong link to like a Bappe or something. Yeah. Yeah, so he is tough to tougher to link. Like I said, League One, just in general, just in the defense. I mean, I guess you could do the full PSG backline um, if you have like the special Tiago Silva and all that stuff. If you really want to go that down that route, it's not very um, better though. And then also, we were talking about Palacios before. There is another Argentinian Dominguez who's a little bit more expensive because he's Syria, yeah. probably, but he he looks pretty solid as well. That Tomori, I'm I'm looking at him. He looks mental. I know he does. Uh, <laughs> he just so much. Was it? Was it- Oh, it was one of the pros or verified players that I, I see on Twitter quite a lot. I don't remember who it was, but they were using him this weekend and nothing but good words for him. One thing I did so. see as well is someone's talking about the Tierney SBC is about 250k, yeah. so he's not really worth it considering we have a bunch of other left backs. Uh, yeah. However, they were saying his he actually could make a very solid center back. Um, he does have high high, which I know a lot of people don't like in center back. I don't mind it too much. But, well, there is high medium center backs are very strong, like Sergio Ramos always mm-hmm. used to be sick as center back, and he's high medium. So why would high high be any worse? I that's true. Um, but you could use like a because he doesn't need any pace boost really. He's ninety five sprint speed, ninety two acceleration. There's no need to really improve that at center back. I mean, I guess you yeah. could if you wanted to, but you could just slap a sentinel on him. He goes to ninety two strength, ninety nine aggression, ninety six jumping, ninety nine. A ta- uh, tackle for both standing and sliding, um, 88 interceptions and 94 defensive awareness. So, I mean, he's a little small, uh, but again, it doesn't really matter because headers aren't as OP. You um, could do the I Armstrong could... thing to do and just play him CDM, fullback true. CDM. You love it. Yeah, that'd be true. I, I, I yeah. high high too as a CDM wouldn't be too bad as well. Um, is Zanetti not high high? Uh, right? He is. That's why. Yeah, right. It's gonna work. There you go. So you could also play in CDM center back. Um, people are just saying like linking him with. Uh, Team of the Year Van Dyke would, or would be insane too. Those two together, you get like your smaller, pacier, just tyranny, just bossing around, and then Van Dyke. Just I mean, he's a, you can pair anyone with Van Dyke, and it's it's a good pairing. Um, so I know I really want to do the SBC, but for 250k, I don't think I'm going to. Um, but obviously, it's tyranny and Arsenal players is really tempting me, but I don't think I'm going to do it. But with that, I think that I mean, you already gave the review on Kubo. The SBC that came out, um, probably worth doing. He is expensive, but really he's not that much expensive, like too expensive. He just has no good links because his team and then the Japanese nation in the in La Liga. So he is a sub at the end of the day. But for 150k for a, a solid, solid sub like that, I mean, is is decent. So um, with that, we're going to also talk about what happened. Uh, you had mentioned it quickly when you're talking about the pros raving about a card. Was the pro event that happened? I don't even know what the event was. Was it the Club World Cup or something? Yeah, it was the FIFA E Club World Cup. Um, okay, so there was one v one and then two v two. I know that. I did see that. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't really watch it as much. I've been kind of bored of 
um, competitive FIFA for a while. Like I said, I don't like to play competitive, so why would I really want to watch it as well? Um, but F- uh, Felix is more in tune to the competitive scene, so I know you would tune in for at least a little bit. Um, I had so it on on the side most of the time, yeah. The, the 1v1, as you would expect with a current meta, unbelievably boring. Most 1v1 games actually end at 0-0, 1-0, was rarely any high-scoring games. Like The, the biggest scoreline I've seen was a 3-0 from hashtag Tom over um 11's ethan i believe it was i'm I'm not quite sure i might be wrong on this one but tom i remember won a game three and that was the biggest scoreline i've seen um the 2v2 in terms of watching it has actually been quite interesting to me because I, I didn't think it would be that uh good obviously there there wasn't a lot of gold still because the the meta still doesn't change a lot even in the in the 2v2 format but it's just quite interesting to see how the players work as a team you see them talking you see them make the runs individually and all that stuff so that that was quite uh quite fun and uh, it added a lot of emotion and, and drama i think um to the table because you know you needed goals you needed a win to go through to not get knocked out and all that stuff and when you scored and won the games it made it or more emotional because you're playing with someone else. Um, there, there was a team that had to like score one goal in the two v two to not get knocked out on goal difference. I think Sporting Club. Um, it was, and they scored in the two v two and went through by like one goal on goal difference, and they just went mental, man. It it was honestly entertaining to watch, especially when the two v two were the clutch moments. So that that I liked. Uh, the general format as well was quite decent. So in the group stages, it was a group stage format. They did two 1v1 games and the 2v2 game. Each game gave you like three points or one point, no points, depending on the result, like normal football, basically. And uh, you would just tally up your points on, on the table combined. And then you would the top four would go through, the bottom two would get knocked out. Um, so pretty simple there. And then in the, in the knockouts, the higher seeded team could choose whether they want to play the 1v1 on PlayStation. So they send their PlayStation player in or on Xbox. They got to decide. And after that, they played the the 2v2. If you got four points minimum out of those, so if you draw the 1v1 and win the 2v2, you're through. And uh, if it was level, like both teams on three points, then you would play the second 1v1 as the decisive round. Uh, to go through or to get knocked out um so i quite like that because it puts a bit more emphasis on the 2v2 and you have to play the 2v2 not just decide it via the 1v1s quite enjoyed that just the meta is just awful to watch it's very boring because everyone's just parking the bus overload ball side is so hard so annoying to break down um that it makes it just not very enjoyable to to viewers i think and uh yeah, the, the format itself, decent. The execution of the event, though, shambolic from EA. Once again, the company has put out like a tremendous display of incompetence in every single area. It is unbelievable the amount of mistakes they've made just with that event. We've had several disconnects during games, which just is one further reason this needs to be offline. I don't know why they're playing LAN events online. Because when the servers just take a shit or go down for whatever reason, which, you know, is EA, can happen at any state, any day, any time, you're screwed. You can't play because you need the servers. It has to be offline, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, another another problem, like I said, the, the disconnects. The pros said, like, you, you notice the gameplay changes as well because you're playing on the server, so you get the, the bad gameplay, the good gameplay and all that stuff. 
And then to top things off, they got uh, the stream went down fully disconnected, like the stream went off <laughs> during the during the two v two in the final, which was fun. They got it back on, and uh, then they put a tweet out because the 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 winners of the tournament got like a picture frame as their as their trophy. Basically, they put out a tweet of the winning team on like a massive billboard in Milan, which were, is where the tournament was held, and they put the wrong team in the picture for the winner. So that oh, that was, was it. I was wondering why people were laughing about that. I saw the picture yeah, going it was, around people retweeting. It was, it was the wrong two players. It was the losing team that made the picture that they tweeted and then they deleted the tweet and put the correct one out. So that was pretty oh, embarrassing. Uh, yep. It, honestly, at this point, I can only, I can only applaud EA because it is unbelievable to me how you can make that much money whilst also being that incompetent in literally all the areas possible. It, like hats off man that is some doing that but yeah that, it's it's just it's just embarrassing man it's disrespectful to your players it's disrespectful disrespectful to your audience really need to be doing better there that's yeah it's pretty sad and then on top of it too uh that's all the stuff that affected the tournament itself obviously the one good thing about these tournaments is that you can watch and have, potentially get a free item uh, or a free oh, pack. That is, that and is they, bit, yeah. they a bunch of people went into their accounts uh, and so, and they got the message saying you've been you've won um, you've been get gifted the Fra team of the year Frankie DeYoung, um, which was one of the drops uh, essentially. Which we as we know the drops go to like two people basically. Those card drops. Fifteen it was. Fifteen for the DeYoung they said. What? Fifteen it was for DeYoung they said. Okay, so I, I but obviously a lot more got the message this time around. Yeah. Um, and instead of giving everyone that got the message to Young, they decided to backtrack and only give the people that actually should have gotten the message to Young. Yeah, because they, they sent the message out as a mistake. They yeah. sent the message to people that shouldn't have gotten the message. Exactly. Message. So instead of just realizing they made a mistake and giving it to those people, they just backtracked and, and said, oh, we're only giving it to the people that actually should have gotten it. Um, so the people got nothing. But like, uh, I forget who tweeted, but someone said, like, imagine getting that message. And so you like are super hyped and you start like building a team around them and you start buying these players and selling some other players. Like, cause obviously like a, a, if you're, if you're just trying to get like a free card or something like that, um, and depending on your team, like for you, it wouldn't really matter for me. I'd probably try to build around that De Jong as much as possible. Um, because obviously he's an insane card. Uh, imagine like buying a team to build around De Jong and then you just get this message saying you, you, Right, didn't rightfully get the message, so you know you don't have them, and then you've either lost coins on buying and selling on the tax or something like that, and then you have to go buy your old team back, and you don't have yeah. the young again. Probably like that's just team. absolutely it's like, insane. It's like telling kids Santa didn't come this year. It's like I don't know how many um they people actually got that message, the wrong well, message. I, I know one like Kingpin. Um, you might have seen him in my stream a couple of yeah. times. Talked to him quite a lot on Twitter as well. He got the message and didn't get the the deal. So that's at least one, but I would, I'd be interested to see how many actually didn't get it. Um, or how many people got the message that shouldn't have, because like, is it really that it would have to be a large amount of people for it to matter that they couldn't just give everyone that got the message a card. I know it's team of the year, but like, just give them the card. Yeah. I mean, own up to your mistake. Yeah. And also if we're talking mistakes as well, they came up with, um, man, the match cards at on Saturday night, I believe it was, uh, was it last night or was it two nights ago? Uh, I think it was last night. Um, they came out with two uh, man of the match cards, and they put Anaki Williams, who is an eighty-four, same as his Futmus SBC. I don't remember what that cost, but um, it was expensive, I believe. But it's got it's got like yeah, it's got pretty decent stats, and also a striker version of your boy Alan Saint Maxim, uh, who's extinct. Sadly, both ex actually, they both put at fifty k, a French Premier League striker with ninety-five pace and five-star, four-star. 
and a Spanish striker with like incredible pace and four star, I think, weak foot. Four star, uh, four star, four star skills. skills. Two star weak foot. Williams, yep. is, Williams, fifty k. Uh, it's just like, how do they know their game like so little? Like, <laughs> it's just funny. Just it? No, like that was obviously going to be extinct. And, and on top of it, it's like one thing if they just come out with it and fix it like right away. Uh, it's still not. It's still extinct. Uh, they're both yeah. still fifty k. Um, they, they didn't even tweet later. out. They, they didn't even tweet that those cards were out. Nope. And uh, I, I think aren't those man of the match cards usually just in packs for like two, three days or something? A very yeah, short they're very short time. So, well, is this is. Definitely not the worst one they've done this weekend, but just one more, one more mistake in in the like the the barrage of mistakes and fuck ups EA have made this year. Mm-hmm. So you know that, if you that, do manage to snipe Saint Max, that's good because he obviously is packable. Um, it's not like his one it wants to watch. And then yeah, it's like, and there's not even an alternative for like his because uh, like one thing he'd say was like, oh, they put it at fifty k because he has a wants to watch that would be cheaper because the right wing. And then, like, people, was if, an if they can't, he's an SBC, so he can't even. And it was 100k, by the way, for the SBC. Um, <laughs> all right. So they really like, just don't know the price points at all for any of their their cards that they release. Just just ripping kids off at this point. They're good at that because people still do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that was that was the weekend in a nutshell. Um, the pro tournament, like, I think everyone kind of agrees with what you said too. I actually, as you said, I was looking why you were saying it. And one of the uh, Air Jape's tweet from six hours ago had uh, resurfaced, I think, because someone retweeted or something like that. But he said just 2v2 competitive FIFA greater than, essentially. Yeah, um, I, so I quite like agree. that, uh, honestly. It's, just, it's refreshing, just something different. And I enjoyed that. So, yeah. I, I And I think everyone's always said that, too. Like, the more fun watch, com- the more players, essentially, the more fun competitive FIFA would be. Like So, like, obviously, pro clubs would be a way more entertaining competitive version. Obviously, expensive and all that stuff, because you have to, there's more players involved. Teams would have to invest more money and stuff like that. So, I get why they're sticking to ultimate team in 1v1 slash 2v2, just because it's cheaper, but uh, I think pro clubs would, would do far better in terms of viewership and, and from a competitive standpoint than than all the team does. But that's fair. I get why they do it and, and kind of understand it. And then also, it's the, the reverse thing too. All the money spent on that um, pushes people to spe- to play more with the team and spend more money on that. So that's where the money's being made. So I get it. It's not it's not what we want, but it's it's what we get, <laughs> what we got right now. So um, it makes sense and why they do it. So if you guys did enjoy the um, tournament or something like that, if you did like the 2v2 style, um, let, let us know obviously on Twitter and, and what how, how it went. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else uh, that went on this weekend? <laughs> that, or since in the last week of FIFA? Obviously, like we said, during the week, really, we haven't touched it much. I can't really think of anything, to be honest. Like like I said, I've been, I've been away um, from FIFA for for the week, basically. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty much just the weekend this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we, we've covered it all. Like yeah. if we forgot something, let us know on Twitter. We might talk about it in the next. Episode. Yeah, yeah. Always during the I, week. If you have any questions, come up. Reach out to us on Twitter. Either D, the DMs are now open. I didn't realize the uh, the account for the podcast was not open DMs. I figured it, I thought it was, um, but we had to be following. So what we fixed that. That's now open DMs. So if you have any questions that come up during the week, uh, or if you're or if you're around on the weekend, we are recording. Uh, we usually tweet out when we go live. Uh, you can stop by the stream and ask a question as well. Or if you have uh, questions for one of us individually, you could just. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter as well. Like my DMs are open. Mm-hmm. You could tweet me because I'm on Twitter a lot. I tweet a lot of nonsense. I think you'll see that. Yep, um, same. <laughs> when you usually, go there. usually, uh, sad Arsenal tweets, but that's about it for me. <laughs> the life of an Arsenal fan. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so yeah, week, all those links will be down in the description console. below. Obviously, if you're watching this on any of the podcast pr- providers, I don't know if you can click the links, but the links will be there. At least you can, you'll can you figure it out. It's Twitch and Twitter. Um, I'll put the live stream. I'll put both of our Twitches too, because uh, obviously Felix does stream as weekend leagues as every other weekend usually. Um, so you can watch him go 29-1 again, or 30-0 this time. Hopefully, I hope maybe, we can do it. The goal like, is 30 and 0 was, This was a 30 and 0 weekend. I'm still a little bit annoyed about it. I'm not going to lie, but I'm I'm happy with the 29, man. I I'm, I can't be upset. But yeah, if you did enjoy that, please subscribe on the podcast platform of your choosing, or on all of them. To be honest, just go on all of them. <laughs> yeah, go on Spotify. Go on them. Subscribe on. Why not subscribe on all of them? Just give them a listen on all of them. It helps. Um, give a review on any of those as well, because we can see those. I appreciate it. And then, like I said, follow us on Twitter and let us know any questions you have for future episodes or if anything comes up, um, like tactics or something like that. And that's Because if you let us know ahead of time, we can try those tactics as well, um, maybe in a Rivals game or two and see how they work and, and see if they can be improved as well. Um, so yeah, if you did enjoy, like I said, please like and subscribe on all platforms. Um, and without further ado, we'll see you next time. See you.